Hello, and welcome back to another episode of My Spouse Made Me Watch It. Uh, joining me is my spouse. Me. <laughs> Justin. I didn't know I was going to be introducing myself. And your name is? Katie. <laughs> and this is actually a little something different. Uh, today we are doing a little bonus episode uh, that we are calling... Our listeners made us watch it. <laughs> That's right, Katie. And what are we watching today? Uh, we So two of our listeners, uh, Valerie and Carl, uh, after listening to our Snowpiercer episode, uh, texted us and said that we absolutely had to watch Parasite. Mm. Parasite has been slightly on my radar because I knew it was the same director, but I know so very little about it is he in like in snowpiercer is it again like writer director i assume so uh, i don't even know i don't know maybe we should yes <laughs> yes so bong uh bong jun ho uh writer director of snowpiercer is also the writer director of a uh, parasite uh and this movie is up for best picture and the Oscars are tonight, so what better time to yeah had to, to get it watch in it. <laughs> right before? Uh, I I was surprised this so this movie has kind of been on your radar. What what has it been on your like? In what way has it been on your radar? Uh, I've heard a few people say that they saw it and it was good. Uh (laughs) i still have not seen a trailer no i haven't seen a trailer for this movie at all so like my only the only thing i'm going off of is like the the like poster image um so it, it seems like a another like psychological thriller maybe type of movie mm-hmm. which i was surprised because that doesn't usually strike me as the type of movie that is in the best picture mm-hmm. category like genre wise there are certain movies that i expect to see like 1917 obviously that's in the best picture category like that's a very that just seems like the type of movie mm-hmm. that would be like hello academy i am here uh, and just from looking at the picture of the poster, genre genre wise, it doesn't seem like the the sort of movie that's like "Hello, Academy." Yeah, I wasn't sure, and still not sure. Um, I assumed from the title "Parasite" initially before I even saw like a an image of the like a poster that it was a. It was about like an outbreak of a virus or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like a medical horror apocalyptic type uh-huh. film. I don't think that that's what it is uh-huh. now, but <laughs> but that was my initial thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I when I look at the um poster, I get sort of a which I don't know why I'm I don't know why this is the vibe I get cuz I also haven't seen this movie (laughs) but i got sort of a like get out vibe Mm. that maybe it would be Mm -hmm. like um and it seems like there's like a family in the in the thing so i thought maybe it would be like a a creepy psychological take on maybe like um 
like immigrant parents like you know really like pushing their kids to to have this like perfect family life i, I think that's like the vibe i'm getting mm. uh but I'm, I'm not sure but that's just from the poster mm-hmm so what are your predictions then <laughs> with the, the amount that we know? With the amount that we know. Um, if I'm going out on a limb and saying that this is going to be uh, some sort of take on maybe like immigrant parents raising their family in like a suburban hellscape, maybe. Um and the the parasite is uh, some sort of a pressure to uh, succeed uh, or have some pretense of perfection. Mm-hmm. Then I'm guessing that maybe, or maybe the parasite is like something that starts chipping away at like their mental state and like forces the facade mm. to break. My guess was that the parasite would be like, like, not that I, this is indicative of how I feel in any way, because I love my swagros, swagros. Your swagros. Um, but uh, like maybe it's like a new newly married couple, and it's like a family member like imposing their like a mother-in-law and yeah like leeching on to the family yeah Mm, interesting in some way maybe do you think do you think the is there any possibility in your mind that there's a literal parasite there was before i saw like just brief images of like artwork created by Uh the (laughs) studio for the promotion of the film and then i was like oh, i don't think this is a an outbreak type scenario maybe this is a whole society who are like living inside a parasite maybe like the universe is a giant <laughs> parasite it's parasites all the way down yes <laughs> <laughs> or are we the parasite <laughs> is it a climate change oh movie? maybe maybe it's a climate change movie and we are the parasite oh <laughs> uh. So we, we are the parasite I, destroying like, the world. Wouldn't be surprised seeing Snowpiercer any of these. That's true. I feel like any of this could happen. Everything's on the table. It's all on the table. Uh because Snowpiercer was just so delightfully bizarre. Anything could happen and I think that's what is making me so excited to watch this cuz it yeah. seems like any weird thing is possible. Definitely. I think we're both really excited and we don't know a lot about it. So mm-hmm. thank you for suggesting uh, uh, that we watch this and for letting us be able to put out a little mini episode for your listening pleasure. And we hope you enjoy it. Hopefully we like it. We're, we're excited to watch it. And we hope that you enjoy this mini episode. If you'd like to watch along with us, uh, Parasite is currently able to be rented uh, basically anywhere you can digitally I th- rent I think movies. it's on Amazon Prime. I think you can just pull is it up. Is it Prime on... eligible? I think it is. Interesting. I don't know. Let's double check that for the audience before you rush off to Prime to only to be disappointed 
And as your fist turns to the sky and you yell, Justin! Oh, Midsummer is on Prime, though. We should watch that, too. Uh, Midsummer looks scary. <laughs> well, you do have to rent it. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like it is widely available to rent, though. So if you'd like to watch along with us, go ahead and pause the episode here, and we'll be back in a minute. As we go to watch this movie, just want to remind you that this is a show where we watch movies and talk about them afterwards. So we go into a lot of depth here about the synopsis of the movie, basically in its entirety. And we spoil uh, the awards for the Oscars. So if you don't want to hear either of those yet, pause that right now. Go watch the movie, watch the Oscars, watch the highlights, read a Wikipedia page, and then... Come back and enjoy. Thanks for listening. All right, we are back. And we waited until after the Oscars were done so we would know the final results. And we're here to talk about our thoughts on Parasite. Katie, what were your thoughts? So if you weren't watching along with us uh, on Parasite... Um, Let's let's give a, a little Reader's Digest version of it, Justin. Do you want to do the first part? Uh, sure. It starts out with a family that is all un unemployed, and they are trying to find uh, odd jobs that they can do to make some sort of measly income. And in, in one of the cases, they uh, are folding pizza boxes by the van load to try to earn a living and then it's a mom and dad a son and a daughter and the names are all korean so it makes it a little bit hard to remember exactly what the names were <laughs> um but the son's friend comes over and says that he's going to study abroad and he needs somebody to take over his job teaching english to a high school student and and he suggests that this son character take over as the English tutor. So then what happens? So once he gets into the house of this wealthy family, um, who is also comprised of a mother, a father, a daughter, and a son, uh, they, they put this plan into action where they sneakily get all the members of their family hired <laughs> by this wealthy family. Um, so the youngest son of the wealthy family, the Park family, um, is into art. So he's like, oh, I, I know somebody who knows somebody uh, and gets his sister who is artistic hired. Right. He doesn't tell them that it's his sister. He yes. keeps that on the DL. On the down low. <laughs> and then the sister has a plot to get their father hired again, not letting them know that it's their father. It's supposed to be her like cousin, her like aunt and uncle's old driver or something. Right. They get the driver fired. Yes, they do get the driver <laughs> fired <laughs> to get their dad hired as the new driver. And, uh, finally they enact some, um, some allergies. <laughs> they use some allergies, uh, and, 
fling some peach dust at the housekeeper uh, and come up with this hilarious story about her having tuberculosis. And the the mom of the Park family is portrayed as very kind, but very naive, like very much the like mom. It would be like the American equivalent of like the stay at home mom who has a ton of essential oils so that her kids won't get sick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just just very, very naive and willing to go along with stuff. Um, and they come up with this hilarious story about the housekeeper having tuberculosis to get her fired and are using her allergies to make it seem like she has TB. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she finally gets fired, the mother comes on. They create this whole fake service uh they put a lot of effort into these mm-hmm. <laughs> into these schemes uh create this whole fake service that the mother their mother ends up getting hired from to be the parks family's new housekeeper so then the parks family goes on a camping trip but it begins to rain and while they're on the camping trip they uh the family that we're following the protagonists if you want to call them that are just living it up in this rich family's house without them there uh and that's when the old uh housekeeper that's when the old housekeeper knocks on the door and is like can you please i forgot something in the attic please let me in or not in the attic i forgot something in the basement please let me in and so they let her in and they the the three that aren't supposed to be there hide because the old housekeeper would have recognized them as the three people that were also hired very recently for this family. And the mom, uh, after waiting for a few minutes of this lady being in the basement, goes down to see her like pushing very like awkwardly like feet on the wall hands extended against a bookcase pushing on this bookcase and finally she she helps her dislodge it and it pushes away and there's a door and she opens the door and she goes down into this like underground bunker that nobody knew was there and what do we find in the bunker her husband <laughs> who has been uh hiding from some loan sharks in the basement of this wealthy family for like four years home yes living there like creeper like those stories you hear of like people living in people's attics and Mm -hmm. crawl spaces and stuff uh full on that been living in their basement the rest of the protagonist family is lurking as this is revealed. They all fall down the stairs. The old housekeeper sees them and puts it together that these people are all related. And this is a big scheme that they've put together uh, to get hired. Um, a fight ensues. <laughs> the Park family comes home. Prom is the same night. Not really, but just everything <laughs> right. that could go the wrong park goes wrong. <laughs> the Park family's camping trip gets rained out, so they're on the way back. And so the dad is trying to tie up the two, the housekeep- old housekeeper and her husband downstairs. The housekeeper gets up, starts going upstairs right as the family comes in the door. And <laughs> the mom, like, karate kicks the 
<laughs> the down housekeeper into the down the stairs <laughs> and she like smacks her head and like has a terrible concussion would eventually perish from those wounds and uh so the dad hides the body and the housekeeper's husband down in the basement closes it back off the meanwhile everybody ends up hiding underneath the coffee table in the living room which is this big elaborate beautiful expensive coffee table and they end up having to hide there for most of the night because the family decides to like let the son still have his camping trip just in the backyard and they sleep in the living room so they can see him out the window and so they finally escape and they they get away only to discover that their house has been flooded from all of the raining because sewage backed up into their like I guess apartment. Yeah, they live in like a, a semi basement apartment, and right. their home and all of the other people who also live in these small little, partly beneath the ground apartments have all been flooded out and with, with raw sewage. With raw sewage. <laughs> oh, and earlier, they overhear when they're hiding under the coffee table that, like, the uh, the Park family thinks that. They smell kind of bad, especially the dad. Mm-hmm. They they describe it as a, a boiled radish scent, um, <laughs> and, and you can tell he is very hurt. Yeah, by that. he's very. His pride is hurt. That's where you start to see the cracks forming in this family. Like up until this point, it's been very much this like madcap romp of what this sort of lovable bunch of. Uh, these lovable scamps who will stop mm-hmm. at nothing to get hired, um, sort of what they go through. And, and this is the moment where it sort of becomes much more sad <laughs> and just mm-hmm. poignant uh, as you see the father's pride and just him reflecting on how his plans just haven't. Uh, yeah, so that's where you sort of start to see the, the cracks forming and the genre sort of shifting mm-hmm. so this camping trip that they were going on was a birthday trip for the young son of the park family and so they decide to go ahead and throw a party for him at the house which they haven't done since he was young because during a birthday party when he was in first grade he thought he saw a ghost and was terrified when he was snuck down into the kitchen by himself turns out it was the old housekeeper's husband <laughs> That he sneaking had seen. Sneaking out to get some noms. Sne- yeah, sneaking out to get some food. So we know that. They obviously don't. Um, but they decide to throw a party in the backyard for him. And so this whole family, since they're all like the help of the rich family, gets invited to participate in the birthday party. So they all arrive, but the son brings his giant rock, which we forgot to mention, which is like... I guess like a special stone that was supposed to be like bring bringing wealth and prosperity to your family. It was, it was a gift from his friend that gave him the job. And so he brings the giant rock seemingly with the purpose to use it to murder the (laughs) husband that is still alive downstairs. So that they won't blow the cover. Right. So they won't blow their cover. So, And, and really because, He's had this after their home is flooded out. They're stuck in like temporary housing in like a 
like a stadium floor with all these mm-hmm. other people. Um, Desperation is the name of the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so he's he's really had this conversation with his father and his father has kind of come to the conclusion that like nothing matters mm-hmm. because they're never <laughs> like your your dreams will never come true. Your plans will never, you know, elevate your status. Uh, so he decides that he now has to like take it into his own take hands. it into his own hands. And so he brings the stone downstairs, accidentally drops it down the stairs. Other guy gets it, chases him up the stairs. Oh, basically struggle ensues, overpowers him and smacks him re- really violently on screen in the head with a with a ro- giant rock. And uh, you're unsure if he's alive or dead at that point <laughs> because blood is everywhere. And then this crazy guy that's been downstairs for four years, his wife is dead downstairs and he has nothing else to live for and is just angry at this family and wants to exact revenge. Makes his way into the kitchen where nobody is, grabs a knife and goes out to the party where he promptly stabs the daughter right in the heart. In front of... In front of the entire children's party. party. So... More struggles ensued that at seeing the this guy's face, the son freaks out because it's the ghost that he saw, starts having a seizure. The family wants to get him to the hospital and is telling their quote unquote driver to get the car. But his daughter had just been stabbed in the heart. So he's like, ah, like my daughter (laughs) apply pressure to the wound. And so he just kind of vaguely throws the keys to them. But then the ghost guy lands on the keys. And, uh, how does everything unfold after that? (laughs) It's such a blur. It it really is. So much happens. Um, in like three minutes. (laughs) So the keys to the, the car land under, uh, the husband of the original housekeeper, the ghost of, of the little boy. And as the Mr. Park, the, the father of the wealthy family, has to approach to get the keys, the father of the protagonist family witnesses him plug his nose mm. about the, the the poor person's smell. <laughs> the smell of poverty yes. is, is too much for him. He has to plug his nose to, to retrieve his keys from this dead man's body. And so that just snaps. <laughs> Sends him over the edge. Uh, and the father of the protagonist's family uh, stabs. Grabs the knife that was knife, stabbed yeah. in his daughter and stabs and kills Mr. Park. Yep. And uh, in in the denouement, the, you find that the sister of the protagonist family has died. Um, the mother and the son go through a trial and they are trying to figure out where the dad is. They don't know. Uh, and it is eventually revealed that the dad doubled back and is now living (laughs) in the basement (laughs) of the parks family's home, which they no longer live there. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically he, he has no choice, but to live out the rest of his days hidden in this basement that nobody knows exists in this bunker Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the it ends with the son sort of daydreaming that maybe someday he will make enough money to buy this house and his father can finally come out of the basement and that that was parasite that was parasite 
And now that we know the awards, it won Best Original Screenplay, Best Director, and Best Picture. It was so exciting to watch them win. I was very surprised. After watching it, as much as I loved it, I was like, this isn't going to win Best Picture. That's what I thought, It's just not the sort of movie that typically wins Best Picture. (laughs) It was just so unique. It's entirely in Korean. Mm -hmm. You have to read the whole thing unless you speak Korean. Um, And it is the first foreign language film to win Best Picture. And yeah, it was it was just like we said it on the Snowpiercer episode. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to that one, same exact director. Um, that's the immediately preceding this episode. That's the Snowpiercer episode. Go, <laughs> listen to go it. listen to it. And um, yeah, just uh, er, I've only seen those two films from him and just incredibly unique filmmaking and storytelling yeah very interesting storytelling and it didn't um as you now know from our our very complete synopsis uh, (laughs) (laughs) spoilers spoiler alert we'll have to put that in earlier spoiler alert uh neither of our predictions were correct and even as the movie was going along i kept thinking it was going to turn into something different and it always like took the a different turn than what i was expecting every time you think you think you know what the movie's like or what it's about even when it shifts to like the lady running down the stairs i'm like we still got like an hour left in this movie and we just found out there's a secret bunker basement like is this going to turn into like a uh oh what's the like human centipede like yeah. type horror movie like what could be in this <laughs> or like a bunker basement uh the like cloverfield sequel <laughs> yeah like we i have no idea what's gonna be down here like it was so unexpected that 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 was a thing like in as soon as she comes back like she's just off she's a completely different character and she's like it's it's like terrifying the mm-hmm. way the way she moves the way her husband moves it has a very like Asian horror horror film mm-hmm. vibe to it, like you would expect from like the ring or the grudge. Yeah, there are a few shots that are the the movie as a whole is not nearly as horry. No, it's not a horror film at, at all. all. But there are a few shots that are so horry. Like every time, for some reason in this movie, most people go up the stairs on all fours, <laughs> and it is terrifying it's the scariest way to it go is. upstairs when the 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 image where it flashes back to the little boy at his first grade birthday party eating the cake and he sees the like husband like creeping on all fours up, up the, the stairs. stairs i was like ah! <laughs> i don't want to see that i don't like that yeah like, that's my worst fear every time i go to our stairs in the middle of the night that somebody's gonna be coming up it on all fours yes <laughs> And now that like very specific image is oh, in my man. mind. Uh, yeah, so it, it just went so many different places. Like at by the time we found out about the bunker, I was expecting it to be like, oh, are they gonna like try to like murder the family and like take over their identities or something? Yeah. And nope, nope. They they just wanted to be employed. Or, or like, like I, I was thinking that like maybe they were going to open up the bunker and there would be like several different like 
housekeepers down in the bunker living <laughs> like like she's uh-huh. like four housekeepers deep like oh, please just let me live in this bunker uh-huh. like i have nothing yeah i, I thought there's gonna be something more like insidious revealed about mm-hmm. the park family but the insidious like they left it which was very a very strong choice retrospectively but just tr- true to form with what we saw in Snowpiercer uh-huh. as well like yeah, exactly. the insidiousness is just there human greed uh-huh. and like the way that society functions and just there in the separation like, of classes complete like obliviousness almost mm-hmm. to to the help it's not that they like they treat them well for the help like they pay them very well they yeah. pay them to come to like the son's birthday party so they're they're portrayed in this way that like there is nothing insidious or like intentionally bad that they're you know doing to their help it's right. just their obliviousness of like the small things that they do that they don't understand is. Yeah. I feel like Snowpiercer is like very allegorical and in doing so is like very specifically able to criticize society as a whole. Mm -hmm. This one wasn't allegorical, but it's still like, because the treatment from the family is nothing but kindness Mm -hmm. and trust. Like, the Park family is very trusting, very kind. They're very, very wealthy, but they don't treat them poorly for being the people that they're hiring. But I feel like that just serves to force your reflection onto the systematic societal Mm -hmm. implications. It's like, we're not saying, like, Bong Joon-ho is not saying that, like, individual rich people are in are an, evil any way evil bad, yeah. and problematic. They're just uh, completely oblivious to the problems that like a, a poor family where all four people are unable to find gainful employment outside of one-off jobs. And they have no idea that like that even exists, much less the implications of it. So like just here feeling like your driver smells bad like not even understanding that he like literally lives in this basement sewage bunker where it's a joke multiple times throughout the movie. Somebody's trying to like pee right outside their window uh-huh. in an alleyway. <laughs> um, and so like, yeah, I think it's a very mm-hmm. successful reproach of like yeah, exactly. societals, specifically rich societies, lack of understanding, like even us, like as not particularly wealthy people just like, just like extremely wealthy people have no idea what it's like to spend the entirety of your marriage so mm-hmm. far putting all of your like disposable income on paying off uh debts like student, <laughs> student loans <laughs> and car payments and like just trying to like eliminate debts mm-hmm. like extremely wealthy people like don't feel that in the same way like like if they're restructuring debt, mm-hmm. it's on their like fifth house, you know, like it's not, it's a completely different calculation. It doesn't affect their daily life in the same way that like, we don't understand the daily implications of life for somebody living in this family's, mm-hmm. uh, lifestyle. Very the, impoverished. Yeah. Ver- circumstances. Very below the, the poverty line circumstances. Mm-hmm. And not that any one of them lacked skills or, like it, it alludes to many, many business 
businesses that the dad has started that have failed and now he's kind of like a like a hurt puppy like mm-hmm. like his pride has been so destroyed from all of his failed business ventures um the mom was an olympic athlete like um like uh, what's, what's the that? ball shot put <laughs> like a shot put thrower or a hammer toss thrower and yeah so like like these are like successful human beings that find themselves in the worst of circumstances, you know, Mm -hmm. unable to afford college for their children. Their children are very smart, but have nothing to do with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a very successful, albeit absurd Uh (laughs) examination. (laughs) And I feel like that's the best way to do it. Like you have to, and he does a very good job, both in Snowpiercer and in this, bringing the absurdity into it mm-hmm. to make you go like, oh, that's absurd. Yeah. But also, like, that's a good point. And, and just all of these people showing this just, like, explosive end to this class Cold War <laughs> that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it just what really was just such a, a powerful choice to not go um in the earlier part of the show i said i got sort of like get out vibes from it of mm-hmm. like and then once we got in i was like oh well maybe like we said this is gonna go the get out way of like oh it seems very idyllic at first and then there's gonna be something more like insidious revealed um about the family so i love that he didn't go that direction right. he kept it very the only insidious thing is this is the structure of, mm-hmm. of wealth disparity of wealth and and it's going to come together for the purpose of this film to really make you like introspect on this message in this cataclysmic way of <laughs> multiple people being stabbed <laughs> at a child's birthday party <laughs> crazy because that is where class cold wars take us <laughs> <laughs> oh awesome this is uh a little bit shorter than normal Not, we ended up talking for quite a bit because i think we had a lot to say yeah it was a really good movie it was visually if if i didn't know this was his movie i would have been able to tell like the shots mm-hmm. are so the style is very similar to the way Snowpiercer is yes. shot. I'm wondering if this is something in his like casting or in how he's directing these actors, but his protagonists have this very like creaturey movement. <laughs> like, I don't know, like as they're like slinking around the house, like eavesdropping mm-hmm. there, there's something very like, squirrely or like a meerkatty yeah. about them. And, and, I feel like a lot of the characters in Snowpiercer had that same sort of like creaturey yeah. movement as they were like storming the the different um the different cars on the train. Lots of the the shots um felt similar stylistically of like the those tight action scenes in the little narrow hallway that goes to the bunker. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, just really a really interesting he has a very interesting like filmmaking perspective like i like the way it's shot i like the way he brings humor into these same films yeah, that have very, like both of them had just very genuinely very funny like, moments yeah so funny absolutely. In, and in the same breath as like eating babies or murder at a birthday party like just also very funny very masterful uh a blending i guess of, of totally. genres 
Totally. Well, great. Thank you for listening. I, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy this episode, please go back and check out the Snowpiercer episode. It's one of our favorite movies. Um, this one goes on its own list it, uh, since it was our listeners make us watch it. <laughs> A new sub-segment of our... Your, my spouse made me watch it. Um, if you are a listener and would like to make us watch something, leave us a review. Tell us what to watch. Definitely. And uh, we will be doing more of this in the future. So stay tuned for later this month when we are releasing Now and Then, a movie that Katie made me watch. And you get to find out more about it coming later this month. So until then, find us on Instagram. You can follow us there. We'll post uh, when we have new episodes. You can subscribe on iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, But on Instagram, feel free to drop us a DM if you have any movie suggestions that you would like us to watch. And uh, we'll incorporate these type of episodes more frequently. You could be featured on an upcoming bonus mini-sode. Just like Fitzy and Carl. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you for listening. And good night.